In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Yeah, my therapist was like, she's like, I feel like because you don't have to go out and to the world and get your like energy depleted by interactions and like inconveniences like the subway. She's like, I feel like you are so much less anxious because you don't have like such stimuli, like so many stimuli all the time. Yeah. You've entered a, like a mental bunker that you've been preparing for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Larry <laughs> David. Yeah. I mean, Aileen and I have been talking about like what we're going to do if there's some sort of Apocalypse. Yeah, let's like, say like, let's say like there, you know, your money doesn't work anymore and like there's no internet. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to cultivate livestock and, um, seeds. you know, pr- produce. We're going to plant seeds. So like we need water, seeds and livestock. Um, and that's how we're going to survive. Like once, you know, <laughs> great. Yeah. The simplest right, we- in life. Let, all right. Let's start. Yeah. Okay, let's start the actual okay, show. <laughs> Did you just fall off your chair, Aileen? <laughs> what just happened? Guys, my chair is broken. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, actually, literally, I literally chair. said my chair is broken. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like crying. Betches Media presents. I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman, Joey does a shampoo, and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And today we are joined by somebody you all know. And if you don't know her, you're not a loyal DST here. Her name, again, an amazing don't woman. Don't chase away the new the new ones. What? New ones. Don't chase away the new ones. I just mean you're not. A, you're a new. Perhaps you're a new, new loyal follower. But we're, we're still going new people. Yeah, you should go yeah. back and binge everything. You know. <laughs> um, but anyway. We are so excited to welcome back Tracy Beckerman. Oh my gosh, thanks. Your voice got really good. Oh yeah, I've been practicing in quarantine. I've just been singing all day and night. That was a really good <laughs> octave. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Well, hey guys. welcome back. Thanks. This is, this is so bizarre because I was thinking back to the last time we recorded and I haven't had both of you in my periphery in a very long time because we recorded once with Aileen in October and then Sammy in November. Oh my gosh. I can't Was that like it. the last time we saw each other? Roger that. So wow. the gang's back. The gang's back together. Gang's back. Like kind of. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, through Zoom. Right. Yeah. But Zoom. we have also a new member of our gang that Tracy is carrying right now. <laughs> Tracy for two. Wow. <laughs> nice, Aileen. Yeah, yeah we, have a, we have a baby girl betch growing. Oh, oh my it's gosh. A betch. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, congratulations. You recently Thanks. announced that you are expecting a yes. child. <laughs> and during, during, during quarantine. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, this is going to be like a, a future baby betch. And I go on the website to maybe like get a little onesie. Guys, where are they? Oh my God. I'm so sorry. What a amazing <laughs> market. We used no. to sell onesies. There might just not be any right now, but we will. Don't worry. Yeah. It's coming. We have a whole plan in the works in the next six months. Right now, like manufacturing, you know, there's some slow things going on because of COVID. I don't know. But priorities, guys. This just seems like a priority. No, don't worry. There's going to be a onesie. It's going to say it's a batch and you'll get it. Yeah. We should do like we should do um like betch reveal parties like instead of gender reveals like you don't find out the gender you just find out whether the baby is a betch or not and the right. balloon comes out tie dye yeah <laughs> well it just it comes out smiling or it comes out like giving you like a side a eye. finger yeah yeah <laughs> like, touching you hard that is such a funny like parody video yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, it's a batch. Like all smiles, and then you have someone just like flipping you the bird. Yeah, yeah. the bird. Um, yeah. Okay, so tell us what's going on in your life since since you've been on the podcast. I remember last time we we chatted, your book came out, and what's been going on? Book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A book that that ultimately helped to get this baby batch growing, actually, and 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 happening. That's incredible. Uh, I know it, it was a weird way how this worked out. Like I, I was talking about it with you guys, I'm sure just about why I wrote the book to get my cycle back. But obviously with the intention of getting a period to then become pregnant one day. Right. Of so course. To not get your period. <laughs> right. To get your period and then not get it for a number of months. <laughs> so it's, it's been weird to use my own instructions. Like, I was reading my book as if I was a customer almost. and I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Like I have to start doing this. And it's been, it's been fun to do that. What did you, what would you say was the most, um, like, I guess, impactful thing that you took from your own book that you think helped you get pregnant? Well, with it, with regards to getting the cycle back, that was like a hundred percent what I had to do to get, you know, hypothalamic amenorrhea under control before I could get a period. But then when it came to fertility, it was funny because, you know, I, we started trying having to have a baby after the book came out. So I had to birth the book and then I was like, okay, now I can wrap my head around actually birthing like a human. So we started trying and I was like, wait a sec, like, what, what do I need to be doing now to be eating for fertility? So I flipped to the next chapter about fertility and I was like, okay, I need to be doing, eating more fats. I need to be exercising less. Like basically all the things that I was doing to get my cycle back also helps with becoming more, you know, fertile. Wait, exercising less is, is something you're supposed to do to get your period back? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're putting stress if anyone needs an excuse. <laughs> I took that. I took all of those excuses when I could. Yeah, because you're putting you're putting additional like cortisol and stress and momentum into your body when you should be ultimately in a place of healing and rather than like catabolism, you're in anabolism. You're not breaking down, you're building. 
So the audience wants to hear more about how you got your amenorrhea under control. Like, what yeah. was that like? Yeah. Well, I, I spoke about like how long it took me to get my cycle back going off birth control after being on it for, you know, 10 plus years on and off. And then when I found out that a couple months went by and nothing was happening, I felt like I need to do a, like a deeper dive into what I was eating, how I was treating myself. Um, and it was weird. It became one of those like self-reflective moments where I was working with clients who were recovering or in the middle of recovery with eating disorders. And I didn't assimilate myself as having an eating disorder, though I did have disordered thoughts around food with how I wasn't, you know, eating the right foods. I was skimming, you know, the surface when it came to like nutrient compositions. I was working out too much. I was, you know, missing meals and having coffee instead. And I realized that a way that I used to eat like a couple years ago was brewing up in my my behaviors with food. So I felt like the love that I wanted to give my body wasn't there. I wasn't treating it with compassion. I wasn't giving it the right nutrients to even have a period. So that type of journey with realizing you got to gain some weight, you have to eat more fats, you have to exercise little to none. You could walk, Aileen, instead of running. Like, that's okay. <laughs> no, I've been, I, that's actually, I've been walking a lot more. Yeah. Um, and it really makes just kind of a difference in your day. It rather does. Than, yeah. We're like all trained to be going 100%, but if you just go and you don't calculate the percent of which you need to be going, it's, it's, it's great. It's still fine. Um, but I wanted this function of my body to start working again, to have a purpose and not to just be like on display or a, a, like a mannequin that was just wearing clothing. It had to be serving more of a function. So that type of like that change needed to happen for me in order to make these dietary and behavior changes. So like now, so right before you, you got pregnant, like what were, and you had, you had gotten your period back. What were your habits like on a daily basis? When I was in, in the groove or when I in was in the groove. Yeah. So yeah. I was eating more. I wouldn't say like I was eating, um, big, I was eating bigger portions. So like, let's say my breakfast was normally like something I was doubling it or I was adding more like flax seeds onto my eggs instead of just having it plain. I was adding more cheese and vegetables, like that kind of stuff. Um, using more like olive oil, coconut oil, things that I would probably use less or no of to then adding that. And then this idea of not being scared of like foods that brought me joy. So like Sammy, for you, it's cupcakes. Like I was eating a little bit more of those types of foods without having that why like that guilt afterwards like cuz i knew i had to do it in order to serve a function for my body so did what that, was you, sorry but did, sorry you go <laughs> oh, i okay i guess my question is like so what is there a reason that you weren't eating like that before like when you were not getting your period i guess i guess i didn't i didn't realize it was a problem I had nothing that was, there was no alarm going off in my body that there was an issue because I wasn't, I wasn't seeing the repercussion of it. And then when I went off the pill and I saw that this was not clicking for my brain to be communicating properly to my ovaries, 
that that was the problem. So I am, I'm happy that I went off the pill when I did, because it did take me a while to get my period back. And for people who are trying to get pregnant and they go off the pill, expecting their period back, expecting to get pregnant in a month, two months, three months. Like I knew that something in the back of my head by working with clients in the fertility space and pregnancy space, I wanted to have a bigger timeline to get things under wraps and get things under control in my body. Having that like kind of realization about yourself and that like you've realized that you weren't actually like maybe not eating enough or eating the right things, did that like change your perspective when working with clients as a dietitian? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I felt like I, my goal in working with clients back in the day was to reveal the reasons behind their food decisions, like wondering what drove them to make these these choices with one food versus the other, labeling one food versus the other. And we're all in the same boat. Like I never once thought that this wasn't happening to me, but I had more compassion towards, hey, I get it. I understand rather than being more directive and um, like just more giving, giving more instructions. I felt like I had a little bit more compassion for, for the situation. That's crazy. That's, that's like a whole thing to go through. I yeah. feel like that's really huge. It, it so- was, it was even like, and I felt like this was when, when we're, I mean, you guys know this, when you work with a healthcare professional, regardless if it's therapy, regardless if it's a doctor, dietitian, whoever it is, the point is never to, as a, as a clinician is to never reflect or say anything about yourself. We are mirrors. We're not there to give any information about who we are because we're there to help you. We're here to sell, serve whoever we're working with. So I never was able to do that. And I never did. That's not professional. But in the back of my head, I wanted to like give people hugs and be like, I get it. I understand what you're going through because I'm working it out too. I have my own shit. Yeah. You know, like every therapist has a therapist. Every dietitian has a dietitian. There's anything we'll just, I learned from The Sopranos. <laughs> we'll just, so bold. Can't, can't miss a Sopranos reference in not a every single episode. episode. <laughs> yeah. We, Tracy, it's interesting that you're saying that because so you're, you're saying like, oh, some therapists like are more informed by their personal experiences. So I, I went to a therapist for like three years before switching to my current therapist. And I found that with my, my first therapist never said one word about herself. She revealed one fact about herself in three years. Like, and to be honest with you, like I, I felt that that made me like uncomfortable because I felt that it like, wasn't like a mutual exchange. Like I was like pouring it all into her. And then I didn't really feel like, like she helped me, but it was more like the type of therapy that helped me. It was like really like deep psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. Um, my current therapist shares like stuff about herself and I actually really like it. I know that it's like maybe not like always considered like what you're like supposed to do, but right. I actually think that it like helps our relationship a lot and she's able to help me a lot more because of her own, because of what she shared. So like, I know it's not, you know, you're not necessarily supposed to like yeah, it's it's crossing the lines of like being ethical and non-ethical, right? Because you're a paying client. You're there to have 100% of the time focused on you. However, you're finding it beneficial in, in your relationship, in your own building of your new habits and practices to get closer to her, to believe her more, to trust her more because of what she's doing. Well, it's also like 
this feeling of, and I'm, I'm sure like if you share with like your patient or if you were to share, maybe if some of them hear you sharing it here, like that experience of like, oh, I actually, like my, my practice has been changed by my own experience with fertility. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's something that, you know, would inspire confidence in you. Mm-hmm. If it, anything, it, it depends the person. Like I, when I yeah. was in a, when I worked in an eating disorder treatment facility, there would be no way in hell that we would be able to share this information because it could, it could really ignite somebody to to have harsh behaviors upon themselves, or they would find that they would see you as more of a peer rather than a professional, and then treat you differently or not listen to you or not take you seriously. So there is such a fine line with what a practitioner is able to disclose. And it depends who the client is on the other side. Right. Yeah, Sam, I remember when you tried like to social stalk like your first therapist, (laughs) you were like sending me like, is this her Insta? (laughs) Okay, like, because honestly, like, and look, I'm not trained in therapy, so I don't want to be like, oh, therapists should share their lives. Like, I don't believe that. Like, I actually agree with you. Like, it's the client's time. So it's mm-hmm. it's not that. Yeah, but I it's think- like, sometimes you just want to, like, understand who, like, this person that is giving you this advice. And, like, it's just, I don't know. For for me, I felt that it was, like... I think it totally depends yeah. on what the person's going through. Like, you're, like Tracy was saying, yeah. like... It's just like if you want, if that's the kind of connection you need to be a little bit more open, then maybe like that that therapist will sense that and share tiny tidbits that kind of help you, like kind of breadcrumbs. Like, okay, come this way, come this way, Sam. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. It's just, I feel like, yeah, it's the approach pending therapist. And so I've been, uh, one of my, my friends, they were all joking, but they're all caught up on Vanderpump rules. Like, and for some reason, I've been late to the game. Like, I haven't watched any season. So I just started, decided to go from season one. And Jax is in a therapy session with, do you guys watch it all? I do stopped so many. I, st- I stopped a long time ago. <laughs> I stopped, but also, like, I've, I've seen many of Jax's therapists, chiropractors. <laughs> Reiki. Most, you know, Reiki people. Like, Jax has always, you know, shared his <laughs> counseling. <laughs> But he lies to his therapist, which is a very yeah. common thing that people do. They lie to their doctors. They lie to their dietitians. But I feel like what you're saying is that if you felt that comfort and connection with them, you may be less inclined to lie. Mm. Well, I, I'll like talk to my therapist and I'll be like, I really wanted to lie to you about this. Ooh, that's, that's growth, Sammy. Because, well, what is, you're literally throwing away, let's say, depending on how much your therapist charge, like anywhere between like four and $10. No, maybe not $10, maybe like four and $7 a minute. Right. When mm-hmm. you're lying mm-hmm. and no lie just takes like <laughs> one minute to unpack. It, it doesn't take Cost one benefit minute to analysis of Sammy's lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're literally, because also the lie doesn't just affect like that session. Like it changes what the therapist thinks about your progress or whatever the thing is so you're literally throwing away thousands of dollars because you don't want to just admit that you did something that your therapist probably won't judge you that hard for anyway because i'm sure they've seen worse right and your whole course of treatment is like is in the dumps anyway because they're trying to treat a problem that's not even that (laughs) yeah exactly so don't lie to your therapist don't lie to your therapist people 
feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. All right, so let's let's talk a little, let's pull it back. Let's talk a little bit more about um, maybe quarantine as it relates to people's menstrual cycles or what they're going through. Is it, somebody asked, is it possible that quarantine can mess up your menstrual cycle? And if so, how and why? It's a great, it's a great thing that people are collaborating both ideas because I feel like no one would understand that stress and anxiety can actually impact a menstrual cycle. But guess what? It can. A hundred percent it can. Yeah. And we're learning, you know, we know that the brain communicates with the ovaries. And if the brain is constantly on an overload with stress, anxiety, you can ultimately like cause a remix to how the brain and the ovaries are communicating. (laughs) (laughs) And this can cause longer cycle length. This can cause spotting in between your period. This can also cause you to have more PMS-like symptoms. So things like lower back pain, breast tenderness, even more cramps, like more debilitating headaches. Like there's things that people don't understand can get exacerbated with the stressors of everyday life right now on our menstrual cycle. Right. Yeah. I mean, stress causes like acne it's like it's there's so much that it can kind of like take Mm -hmm. over i was thinking about this the other day like how people like set like who promote like a lot of diet culture and say like sugar is poison or like all these other things that are poison but really i think stress is nature's poison poison. i really think like i you can physically see it Mm -hmm. come out in every like in everything everything you do in like your brain function, in mm-hmm. your menstrual cycle, in your skin, in your relationships, in your mood, in everything. And it's kind of crazy because you go to your doctor and like, can you like manage your stress by like meditating? Like, no, like what? But really there, it's, it's something that maybe people should focus a little bit more on less about like the meditation and more like, how can you manage your own stress to deal? Like just how can you figure out what managing your stress means for you is really what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, and, 
I was just going to say it's interesting because stress is like supposed to be like an adaptive um, like quality that like humans are supposed to like feel stress in response to a potential threat to protect themselves. It's supposed to like help keep you safe. Right. But help us actually, keep alive. Yeah. But I actually think that the world like introduces excessive amounts of stimuli that cause right. overstress so that you don't eat like our reactions are completely miscalibrated. Hmm. Tracy, what and were you going to say? Yeah. I mean, it's stress is one of those things. It's, it's sneaky and it's so unwelcomed. Like it, and right now we're being bombarded and overloaded with it 24 seven. Like the reason why we have the sympathetic and parasympathetic is to help maneuver between both that fight or flight or like the calming state to help us survive. But right now it's everyone's shoulders are up. We're all like having anxiety spewing out of our ears. So what, how that's manifesting in the body is so many different things can happen. Your cycle can get fucked up. You know, your fertility can be Im- impacted. Even your skin, like even your bathroom habits. Like I was, I was trying to compare this for, for my husband, but I was saying how, like think about traveling. You know how like traveling can sometimes be really tough on yes. you going to the bathroom. You going to the bathroom because it's a change in routine. It's a change in stimuli. It's a change in environment. You're on the go. You're not doing the things that you normally would. A cycle is something that's supposed to be cyclical, yes, but has predictable factors that make it happen, a very intricate process of the period to happen. So let's say you're traveling. A lot of these factors aren't there. That's why people don't poop when they travel. They're so stressed. They're not ready for for their body to like calm down, relax, and actually go to the bathroom because it's so clamped up. What if you tend to like go to the bathroom extra when you travel? That's Probably the area. You could have like, <laughs> let's say you're, you're, so this is what like IBS is. When you have so much stress in your body from, you know, anxieties that are around you and that it causes your body to just like let it go. Like you can't digest anything and you have butterflies in your stomach. You have diarrhea more than you have constipation, let's say. Okay, I can, just two sides I, I of the same on, coin. Everyone I must go with that. That's everyone my, must travel with fiber one cereal. <laughs> have you? What have your What have your clients been um, sharing about like their the interaction between like their stress, their menstrual cycles, and their eating habits, or even like something like like their sex drive? Like, do you 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 know you kind of think like, oh, everyone must be having so much sex in quarantine? I kind of feel like. Yeah, no, it's it, personally Nothing about the pandemic is hot. You know, this, this doesn't get you going. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, clients right now are. I have a client who doesn't have her cycle. I have a client who is in the middle of fertility treatment that is having a harder time regulating her medications because her cycle length is a little bit longer. So it it sucks, and and it's like my understanding of it. And as everyone's, as we're all learning about this, is that we have to just understand that this is unlike anything we've been through and that we have to give it time. We can't, there's no handbook right now on what to do during, to get a menstrual cycle during a global pandemic. Like that is not on the shelves. There's no (laughs) handbook. There's no pandemic guide to (laughs) menstrual cycles. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like, I, and I wanted to share that. The same thing goes for people right now who are dealing with pregnancy. Like 
there's no what to expect when you're expecting during a pandemic <laughs> either. Like this is such an, a vulnerable time in general for, you know, an exciting otherwise moment that has been almost stripped away because of these unknowns and uncertainties that we're all dealing with. Can I, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. How do you feel about being pregnant during the pandemic? Well, I want to say, like, I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like excitement is one piece of this, like, pizza pie that we're dealing with. But the other pieces of this pizza pie are so front loaded with with fear, anxiety, uncertainty, stress, like it's a mixed bag of emotions. And when you look at it from like from afar, you're seeing more negatives than positive. So like personally, this this is tough because it's the perfect storm for me for anxiety. You know, we can't plan for the future. Like we've had to make a lot of adjustments because of this this time that we're dealing with. And one of you said this, if you aren't dealing with your mental health right now, it's likely getting worse. Yeah. I've, definitely. I, Is that a previous episode? One of We've you definitely guys, said that before. Yeah. It's it, I mean it's it's great. Like I think that was like so poignant because like I thankfully was able to find support and find mental health professionals during this time, support groups for pregnant women. Um, and learning that I need to deal with the facts rather than fearful fiction in my own brain um, and deal with what I know to be true rather than like the fears of what I don't know to be true. Fearful yeah, fiction I mean, is, yeah. is something I've never heard of that term. I really like it. Like just yeah. kind of like making up these like scenarios in your head that not they're not really based maybe they're based in stories of based on fact but they're not necessarily based on actual facts of things that you know or can control so that's interesting hmm. it's definitely scary i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but, but also congratulations <laughs> thank you and like it's it's a process that i'm involved evolving with every single week and working with people and learning that it's being flexible like we were black and white thinkers. I think that's why we all are very successful in our fields and we see a certain direction, we make it work. And, you know, living in the gray or living in the pink, pink. like, <laughs> like yeah. exactly that. You're a loyal DST -er. Yes, like <laughs> That's how we know. We should do yeah. like a test for guests. <laughs> Ooh, it's, that's tough. But being okay with that, that, that ground that we're normally not going to position ourselves and naturally is going to help us grow from here for sure when are you due september okay yeah i mean if anything it's an amazing story to tell your future batch <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know it is and it is exciting like we are so happy we're so like thrilled and i feel like one of the bigger responsibilities that i'm finding in this position that i am in right now is I don't want to perpetuate like this glorified image of what being pregnant is like because we're seeing on social media, we're seeing from, or we're even hearing about it from friends who are like, everything's great. Like, I feel wonderful. I mean, hopefully they are and whatnot, but there's so many things that people don't tell you when you're pregnant. And I'm going through that. Like I'm actively going through these changes where my, my body's changing. My moods are extremely sharp. Like my sleep quality is in the toilet. My bladder is constantly being accosted. Like I'm having more food aversions than food cravings. And 
then when like I go for an appointment, I go for a sonogram, I get a Doppler and I hear the heartbeat, like all of those nuances go away. Cause I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like what I'm doing is growing a human right now. And my body's functioning as a, a, a place where I'm bringing new like life into this like planet. So that's, it's a weird feeling. It's super like weird to think about, but you know, that's, that's kind of where my head is with, with pregnancy. It's pretty crazy the the number of things that are not like publicly spoken about with pregnant women. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that I was like 29 when I learned you shit yourself when you give birth, that's like a little too late to learn that. Most <laughs> many women have have had children by then. So like how am I just hearing about this? Right. So it's sort of like yeah. I mean, I, I think that you should definitely like put it more out there. show like, it's not like all beautiful Gerber photo shoots and, mm-hmm. you know, let me just like touch my bump. And, yeah. Uh, like, like I was also, I was thinking about what a weird time this is for people to be like treating me because they're like, and I love everyone who has been asking me, like, let me show your, let me see your bump. Like, let me see your belly. Like, thank you. Like, that's great. But like, when in our lives have we ever as women, unless you're like comfortable wearing a crop top, like doing that on the reg? Right. Like what, like, why is it your right to see my pregnant belly? Right. Like, like that, that feels to me like a violation. Like (laughs) it's a new concept. I always feel like it's weird when people like just kind of just go for it and touch someone else's stomach. I feel always so uncomfortable doing it because I never touch someone else's like stomach. Let me feel those abs. Like, you know, like (laughs) it's a weird thing to say, but I guess if you're family, like it's obviously a different thing, but I think it should be restricted to family only. And even then you should definitely always ask. Yeah. It's a personal, like people are, very personal about what they're exposing to their family, to their to the internet, like to so many different things. So it's a weird question to be like, and also the, there's a judgment that comes afterwards, whether or not we like it or not. It's, oh, you look so great. Like, fine, you have to say that. But ultimately like, oh, does she? Like, she looks weird or that's an interesting size. Like, how many weeks are you? Should you be bigger, smaller? Like, these are all thoughts that you never would have had unless you're going through yourself. So that, I mean, it just, I'm learning so much about people too. I mean, even your baby belly has to be the perfect level of thinness <laughs> for its, for its uh, time. I know. And I'm, I'm part of this, like other, the support group with other pregnant women. And one of the things we constantly are talking about is people are at different stages of their pregnancy. And it's already a question of how am I getting my pre baby body back? That's fucked up. Oh I don't like God. it. I hope, but I always, I can't always, even. I always think back to like friends and how like progressive Rachel was when she wore that. Like, um, remember when she like showed off her bump, like in a crop top. Does anyone remember that? Like, Rachel, she was wearing like a black, I think, no. shirt like below her bump and then like a white crop top. I was like, was it on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. It was like an outfit. She shot. I was like, this is, I don't know what year it was. Very early. Yeah. And we have to watch uh, Friends on HBO Max now. Guys, I watched Love Life yeah, last night and I we were doing also a campaign for it, but I really, really liked it. It was cute. Nothing, nothing to do with pregnancy. 
Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Maybe we should go into some questions that the audience has sent specifically for Tracy are, you know, like our old school questions about food. Um, and we'll do like a quick little round of that. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Let's yes. Do it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Great idea. First, great idea, Eileen. <laughs> Unplanned. Um, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. First question: Ever eating very little during the day and a lot at night is this bad overall for your metabolism or anything else? Uh, so. <clears throat> Forgive this analogy, but I really feel like this example is going to resonate a lot with both of you. So you want to be eating kind of in the same velocity and pace of your pee stream. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Like, like like, hear me out. So your stream is really strong in the beginning. 
it's steady throughout and then it like dribbles at the end and then you're done. Like okay. within one P or throughout the day? No, it's in one, in one, one, one P, one P. So you're, you're analogizing at analogize, analogizing the whole day of eating to one P. One, one, not to one, the whole day of pee. One okay, pace I understand. <laughs> I understand. Okay, so like one round in, on the toilet. <laughs> one round on the toilet, on the loo. Ding, ding, and, ding. Okay. Right. As you know, like I'm peeing all the time. So I'm constantly thinking about like, when can I pee? When, when's the next time I have to pee? Do I? Right. Well, when you said that, I was like, oh, does she mean every time I pee, I should be eating? <laughs> I thought <laughs> you thought that too. <laughs> I yeah, think it's time for a snack. <laughs> this question is actually like super relevant to me. Like I don't really get that hungry during the day. And then around like three or four, we start ramping up. I'm going like a reverse pea stream. It right. Sounds like. so but you're eating also, you want to totally swap your way of eating with salads in the morning and cake at night. Yeah. I mean, I, I really want to try that. I told Rusty about that. He's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but if your stomach can handle it, I would totally like jump on board with this. But I, like, my stomach is so sensitive to like any fruits or vegetable salad in the morning that like no one in this, I'm not going to be happy. But oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I know. I like. I remember trying to eat more like like weird smoothies or even like a soups like with vegetables in the morning and with like eggs and protein breakfast and soups right like or even just a breakfast salad like you can do- totally do that make it more savory my stomach was in knots for weeks like after really? like i remember even when smoothies became a big thing just like grass like not grass like um like algae and and um like all this like spirulina and whatever, my stomach was in shambles. Like you can ask any of my friends with me, like who lived with me in college, like they're like, Tracy, you can never do that for the sake of our entire apartment. <laughs> was, that, was that because of like, because they like the time of day you were eating them or because they were like new ingredients to you? No, well, I would say because of the time of day, my stomach needs to be like prepped before I dive into something that's more like cruciferous and fiber focused and veggie forward. So I need to right. be very careful with that, especially during pregnancy. I don't want to like screw things up. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we, so the, but yeah, the let's go back like, to the stream. The what pee. you're thinking about with your brain wanting the sweets at nighttime, like that's a hundred percent true. Like that's as we continue to go throughout our day, our um, resilience declines. So you're wanting to give in more to certain treats or even foods that you may normally want in the earlier hours of the morning. But what if you had some like Oreos for a lunch dessert? Like maybe you'll, <laughs> maybe you'll be less <laughs> right. likely. Lunch dessert needs its own name. Like I think, you can't. I, re- I think all meals require yeah. a tiny dessert, like a I tiny agree. dessert, so that the nighttime dessert is it doesn't feel so like, like gargantuan. Yeah, a hundred percent. Right, because so with also, you, if you're giving yourself like little things throughout the day, it's less likely that you're going to go overboard and binge in the nighttime with a whole sleeve of Oreos. Dessert breadcrumbs throughout the day. Dessert breadcrumbs. Much like Sammy's therapist. Facts about her. (laughs) Facts breadcrumbs. Wait, Tracy, can you you just, can you fully explain the peace stream analogy? I feel badly (laughs) that I interrupted you before you fully got there on it. (laughs) So think of like, the reason why I want to, I like that 
wave is because you want to be front-loading nutrients with your brain in the morning after it's been resting and resetting and ultimately you need to break the fast breakfast haha <laughs> um and and giving your body those nutrients to get through the day as we continue throughout your body processes slow down you know your digestive system is slower your brain's not as sharp so that's why you're pooping at like 9 a.m versus 9 p.m it's that's oh. That's, that's how that, that's how your body works in that sense. And your metabolism drops as you also are later in the day. It drops by 10 to 15% and can go as even like 35% below what it is while you're sleeping. So we're not revving up and burning and even metabolizing foods to the same degree as we are in the beginning of the day as we are at night. Is that is why, that like, why all those... So <laughs> why all those trainers are like telling you to eat like a bunch of small meals throughout the day to keep your metabolism revved, quote unquote. Yeah. Ugh. Personally, it's like you want to always go for quality, high quality foods. If you're like, think of your your body as like a car. If you're constantly like turning off the car and then rev and then turning it back on, it's better because I'm sorry, it's not as good as just keeping it going throughout the entire day. Right. Is so much energy needs to be created in order to turn on a car versus just having it or just peeing throughout the yeah, day. Yeah, it takes it's a, it definitely takes more fuel to turn off and on the car rather than keeping it like kind of going. Exactly. Do you think there's like any sort of correlation between like the fact that like some people function better in the morning and their metabolism is stronger in the morning? And is it possible that people who are like night owls and like not morning people maybe have a different metabolism, like metabolic pattern? Yeah. I mean, they can have different rhythms. They can have different like circadian rhythms in the brain. They could sleep differently. I feel like people are constantly trying to manipulate what they're like innate at. Like if you're a night owl, people are trying to change that with food when it's really just, it's more like that's our biology. If that's how we function our best why try to like don't fix it if it ain't broke kind of thing right okay so strong in the beginning and trickles down towards the night. end of the day but if um, also, like, like personally and this is before pregnancy and also now if you're eating foods that are going to make you not feel like you need a binge at nighttime and if you're eating very little in the day and a lot at night like this can lead to other problems. You can have acid reflux. You can have, um, you could be taking in more calories than you even understand or realize throughout the day if this is the way um, that you're maneuvering. And and people's routines are changing all the time right now. Like no one really knows what the best way to do it is. But you know, keep asking yourself like, is this making you happy? Is this something that you want to change? Is this is this okay for you right now to be doing? So when you said pea stream, though, you mean like food, like uh, the analogy is like the volume of food, right? Yeah, right. Like a, like a, like a good heavy breakfast, like a lighter-ish lunch and like a lighter-ish dinner. Like that's, that's kind of how I, how, how my brain is working right now. Okay, cool. Okay, number two question. Ready? Does warm water with lemon in the AM in the am in the am do absolutely nothing <laughs> well i'll i'll tell you what it does okay it gets you hydrated which is a plus your body and skin thanks you for this that's lovely 
You get a dose of antioxidants and vitamin C from the lemon, which is great for immunity, for cellular health, which I can stand behind. You can then, with this water, it oils up the pipe so you can go to the bathroom a little bit more easily in the morning. That's lovely. And then, uh, you know, the, the last thing that it does for people, it makes you think that you're closer to living the life of Melissa Wood. So like, <laughs> that's why people like it. Is, but just- Melissa Wood is now like the white girl hero. Let's just acknowledge that, right? She is white girl wellness hero. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The rich white girl girl wellness hero. Um, yeah. Question though. Does the acid not like fuck anything up on an empty stomach like that? It could, it could cause people to have acid reflux. It can cause belching, especially on an empty stomach. Personally, I feel like you're not going to be adding in a shit ton of lemon juice that you're going to be like, Oh no, like my teeth are my teeth's eroding. Like my I'm gonna be burping or belching. It's the same like apple cider vinegar thing. Like if you dilute it enough, you're not going to feel like that. But if you are experiencing any negative aversions with the acidity from here, just stop. Like it then it then it's not doing its like its purpose. Then it's doing you a right. disservice. Right, right, right. Also, like, let's be real. Drinking like a hot water and lemon in the morning is like not going to turn you into Carly Kloss. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> it's just not. Like, but just, it's, if you like feel good, then I'm, I'm all for it. And it's an expense. Yeah. Like it's not it's a supplement. It's not a glorified type of like thing that's going to make you change from a human to superhuman. It could just also make you like have more positivity throughout your day too. If you're like, I had water and lemon in the morning. <laughs> it depends what your goals are and Aww. like what, yeah. you know, what your expectations are. Aww. Also like water with lemon confirmed also helps you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like it oh. really does. So it oils up the pipes. Oils up those pipes. Oil up the pipes. I feel like it's a dad thing to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pipes oiled up. <laughs> right. Like, have you ever touched a pipe with oil on it before? Because I've never touched the pipe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like under a sink, you mean? <laughs> have you? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, probably. Like, I've Are touched- you handy? No. <laughs> no. I've just like, you know, in my house growing up, like, I've opened the bottom and like I've looked and like, oh, there's a leak or there isn't a leak, you know? You throw me a wrench. You're like, okay. You're all fixed this. Um, it's like, here's this leak. I'm going to do nothing about it. Hey, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad, can you come fix this? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Next question, does gluten negatively impact your skin? Listener question. Listener questions said a dietitian told her to give it up and help her acne. I also heard that dairy is hurting skin with well, acne. <laughs> dairy is hurting skin. <laughs> dairy is hurting. Dairy versus skin. Dairy not good. <laughs> That's a good fight. Well, this is what we know about gluten and skin. If you have celiac or sensitivity to gluten, you you can definitely develop like dermatitis, psoriasis, hives, like eczema, rashes, but not necessarily acne. However, high sugary foods, you know, coming from cookies, cakes, like obviously now like banana bread, like all of those can contribute to acne because of the sugar that's in the gluten, not necessarily the gluten. Is that the same for dairy, the sugar that's in the dairy? Yes and no. The The argument here for some is that, yes, the sugar that's in the dairy, but also that if you're having dairy products that can possibly not be organic, they can have manipulated hormones coming from these animals and thus can manipulate our hormones when we ingest them. So that's where the dairy conundrum comes in. But I feel like that has been debunked over time, but people are a little bit more honed in on if it's not this and it has to be that, and that's just not the case. Guys, I've been drinking skim milk lately and it is so good. <laughs> it is, I mean, guess what? Milk is delicious. Whole milk. It's whole milk. So good. Whole milk? whole milk is sometimes a little too creamy for me. Like it's not like that's it's not, it's it's too heavy for like a cereal. Sammy, get a two percent. Go in the middle. Be crazy. Honestly, like it. I'm just I'll I'll take any milk. I actually don't like skim milk though. I will say that. Um I skim love milk it. is my least favorite milk. I love it. It's so like just light and delicious and a little sweet and just, you know, know the perfect morning dessert. <laughs> I like the heaviness so of like more fatty milks and I like how they make my coffee white. And they also, they have more protein in it. So normally and or naturally it's going to fill you up more and there's more nutrition in a milk product than a possibly like a nut milk or an alternative milk because of what you're getting. Like there's, it's like oranges to apples here with nutrition. Like I was looking at an almond milk bottle the other day and it says not a substitute for infant formula because people really feel like when you're comparing it, they can give an almond milk to a baby and still expect them to thrive and grow. And that's like, that's so discombobulated. That's not true in the least. Isn't it wow. weird that infants drink milk? <laughs> that is like the weirdest thing I think about. Like where does milk come from? A cow's breasts. <laughs> I just like think about how like, so anytime I talk to anybody who's pregnant, I like get really like my brain goes in seven different directions about like how primal humans are. And just like, it's 
just the whole idea of the fact that like there is a ch- there's life growing inside of you and you are like physically cooking it like that is and then it feeds off your body like right my brain it, just goes in seven directions it's insane it's insane but also like it takes and this is hard to like say, obviously this is now and like hindsight is always 2020 but it takes you out of like a situation that you're in right now where you're like beating yourself up for eating this or that because you now know in this moment like where I'm sitting right now it doesn't matter like what I'm doing in order to like take care of this child like I need to be eating certain foods I need to be eating every couple of hours I can't just go throughout an entire day and forget that I'm hungry because like that's terrible that's bad advice for a pregnant woman i just think that like society like taught us that bodies are for like gazing upon and like showing off rather than for like carrying out the daily functions that are necessary for the human race 100 percent, and like that helps you realize it but you know why because it's not sexy because no because probably men sex isn't sexy like yeah, it's just meant to get pregnant. Like it's not like it's like, obviously you can, for pleasure. Right. Like you can do things to make sex sexy, but like the actual act of sex, like maybe before it's sexy, but like sex itself is like very messy. Also primal. Very primal. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, basically I was gonna say kind of the same thing in that like that's why it pisses me so pisses me off so much about how like people immediately go to how do I get my pre-baby body back or like how quickly I can quote unquote bounce back because you've just gone through this like huge thing about like you you've grown a human and I know we've talked about this but like just thinking about it how like your body served a purpose beyond being just something that people look at right or just something that you admire yourself you look at it and like oh and you and you judge it I just think that really bothers me because it's like give yourself a break. Like, and also you're spending this next time after you give birth to feed the kid, to take care of it, to give your, to rest, like not lose weight. Like that drives me nuts. We don't give ourselves a break. Like there's literally, there's no breaks. And you would think that pregnancy in it of itself is a time where you could just live and eat what you want, not think about stuff. It's anything but. You're constantly being even at the doctor's office, they the first thing you do is take your weight. Like it's it's insane. It's all about weight. And obviously this is for health like outcomes to see like how mom is doing and how uh, how baby's doing by taking weight, but it's always comes back to weight. Mhm. It's crazy. And you can't really what you were saying like even afterwards, you just birthed a child and automatically your brain switching from like, I need to now go back to what it was rather than being in the now of whether you're nursing, whether you're, you know, getting up every couple hours for, you know, feeding your child. Like, it, it you never turn it off. It's insane. It is. It's crazy. Um, we're going to talk so much more about this in the coming, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's going to be a lot of more mom content going. I feel like we've just Betches has naturally been starting to talk about mom stuff in so I many different conversations. We're growing. We're growing and changing. Um, growing. So yeah, expect more, guys. Um, all right, guys, let's now do some non-scale wins. Sammy, would you like to read this one? Hey, girls. 
Hey girls. Hey girls. I just wanted to give a huge shout out and appreciation email for this podcast. I've been listening to it since it started. She's a loyal fan. Um, and I can relate so much to both of your personal health and wellness journeys as I bet many people have. I love hearing from many of your guests. I've become a huge fan of Jordan's diet, for example. I also love hearing the personal health journeys and struggles that some have faced, such as Emily Gellis. I'm a registered dietitian for the past five years. However, I have dealt with my own struggles and insecurities. Being the chubby dietitian can put a toll on your mental health. I struggled with my weight as long as I can remember and classically have picked up disordered eating habits from my mother. I've gone through phases of yo-yo dieting and watched my weight fluctuate throughout the years. I want to point out that I work in a clinical inpatient setting in a pulmonary ICU and bone marrow transplant unit and educating on weight loss is not something I do for my job. I am so grateful for the DST podcast because it has helped me further further explore my relationship with food and its impact on my mental health. I've learned to stop being so hard on myself and enjoy all foods in moderation. I've also learned to acknowledge that I do live a happy and healthy lifestyle, i.e. cooking at home, exercising for my well-being, enjoying outdoor activities, indulging in takeout dessert and margaritas because I'm allowed to enjoy myself. I'm still a work in progress. However, this podcast is one of the things that has helped me tremendously, and I want to thank you both for sharing your stories. I feel like that was like a non-scale win for us. is. <laughs> But that is like, I feel like just the whole thing, however, I've dealt with my own struggles and insecurities being the chubby quote unquote dietitian can put a toll on your mental health. It's like this whole thing about like expectations of like that Mm -hmm. other people have uh, and just like kind of getting over that just as in a process, as a process of her life is a win in itself because that's, you know, like that's like you were saying, Tracy, like you don't realize like everybody has their own shit and and you're and you sometimes feel like others stuff coming on you when really it's like you projecting a lot of the times um i think this is a win for us but also just like a general life win for her mm-hmm. so yeah i mean just noticing like that you've actually transformed is the greatest feeling because it's you're not going to notice it like today versus tomorrow it takes like years to to come to that sort of like oh i'm actually different for sure Okay, so what's, what's your, your win? What's oh. your win, Tracy? Tracy, yeah, you tell Tracy us your first. Um, what's been what's been happening? Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I posted a cup um, a compilation of messages I've been getting from people after getting the book and explaining that it's helped them or it's changed them, it's gotten them pregnant, and it's been incredible just to see the impact that this book has had. But I have never received this this message before. So I wanted to share it with you guys. So my book to help my book helps somebody with, with breast tenderness. So breast tenderness is one of the things that like you get during PMS, but this girl wrote to me and she said that just wanted to tell you that your book changed my life. I used to have breast tenderness for three weeks every month. My boyfriend couldn't even touch me because I was too tender and it was too painful. So she added calcium, vitamin E and omega threes as it was suggested. Took three days to to completely get rid of the pain and now nothing since one and a half months. So thank you. Wow. And of course, when writing this book, I want to tackle so many issues and breast tenderness was like such a small thing that I thought would be like on my radar, but someone called it out as something that helped them. So I was really proud to see that. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's nice to get feedback just in general, right? Right. Yeah. To hear how like you, like your words may have like impacted someone in like such a real way. That's a great one. And now she feels maybe more confident in 
her, her body or, you know, of course it's always back to like the boyfriend, like, or the husband or who, like the man has the problem, but you know, I just, it feels yeah. good to, to be able to help. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. Sammy, what's your, what's your win? Oh, fine. Me? Yeah. Me you. first. You. Okay, fine. Um, I have two very, I have two small, subtle wins. Um, okay. My first one. So I was staying at my in-laws place just as I needed a break. Um, from the city and I like started to go on like casual runs, but that's not my win. My win is that normally when I like start a new type of exercise, I get very like intense about it. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, so I never noticed that about you. <laughs> are yeah, you, 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 are seem you joking? So even yes. are you guys being sarcastic? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I get really intense about it and then like I fall off, but this I kind of I was I gave myself a break from the top and said, like, all right, let's there's nothing there's nothing it too intense here. Let's let's take it easy. If you want to walk one day, if you want to run another day, if you want to only one run once every two weeks, that's fine. And I really, it's a new thing. It's completely new. You mean so, from the top, like from your brain? Yeah, yeah. From like the start. That's Got what it. I meant. Got the it. top of my race. Um, <laughs> and my other win, okay, so obviously everybody knows I've been like doing like, I've been in the process of doing intuitive eating. And one of this, one of the things that I really like just noticed is like this, I've never noticed it really before, is that I'm totally able to kind of stop eating chicken or like salad when I feel like satisfied, but anytime there's like a carb, like rice or potatoes or pasta, I like, even if I make it, even if it's not take out anything, I need to eat to the last bite from the shared container, like with my hands, you know? And yeah, it's just like a, a note, like I noticed it and it makes sense after like 20 years of restricting it, right? So the other day I ordered sushi and I got like the chirashi, you know, where, and I usually avoid it because it's like a whole thing of rice and that's the main part. Sammy it's loves so chirashi. It's so delicious and vinegary. Oh, and so I went for it and I didn't finish all of the rice and it was fine. It was the first time ever that has happened in my whole life, guys. I'm telling you my whole life, I've never not finished rice. And it was great. So those are my two little subtle wins. I would, those That's are, awesome. those are huge wins. I'm sorry. Like, but they're you subtle. Need, you don't you know what I mean? No, I'm but not, I'm not doubt. I'm just, they're, they're subtle observations that like slowly kind of chip away at making a difference. So those are my wins, guys. Sammy, what's yours? My win is that I actually did like two meditation, two Melissa Wood Health meditations this week. That's great. You? Um, I was like, but I wasn't do like I was really just doing it because I just want to like I don't know feel just a little bit like more grounded, no present, centered. Not pre I think I think I mean like present, as in like not always waiting for like the next thing. Like I'm always like waiting for like the end of the day or the you know the end of the book. Like if I'm reading, I'm like rushing to the, like I have to find the end. Like, or like if I'm, if, if what Avi and I like went out for a walk, I'm like, okay, like when do we like turn around? Like what, like, like what, like what's, when's like next, but, but then I sort of just realized I'm like, what am I waiting for? Like, what am I, what, what, what am I rushing for? to? Like, like, yeah, like you're not enjoying the process. 
Right. Like, what's the rush? Like, why does the day need to end? Like, what will I do when the day's over? Like, it's sort of like just kind of this like, I need to stop like fast forwarding through things that are like, why fast forward anymore? Kind mm -hmm. of. So I, I, I'm trying to like stop doing that. So I tried those meditations. I don't think it's something that like, oh, I, you know, my whole, like my whole way of thinking like onto the next is going to like go away in a second, but it feels nice to, to do them. And just to like remind myself to like during something feel like, oh, I don't need to like rush to the end. Right. It did it. It slowed you down. Yeah. But like, I still am like, oh, I got like, I noticed that I do it all the time. Like I just went to shop right before this recording and I was like, how do I like get out of the store? Like ASAP. But it's like, why, why, why do you want to enjoy the food shopping during a pandemic? <laughs> well, it's more just like, okay, even the drive home, I love to drive. Like, I'm like, oh, I have, I want to like get home fast. I'm like, why, like, why do I, why am I impatient at yeah. this red light? Like, what's the, where am I going? You're so, yeah. your life, Sammy. Slow down. Yeah. We're in a it's pandemic. Enjoying the minutes. Slow down. <laughs> enjoying right, the like, minutes rather than fast forwarding through them. Right. Like I'm, I'm thinking like we don't have a, an end date for being up here. I'm like, what, when, is it, when is it? Like, why do I want the end date? Right. Because when it's nice up here. It's a fact. Like you, 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 you love facts. You need it to be like hard and concrete. Yeah. But it's, it's also, also something like, you can control. Right. Yeah. But you can now maneuver around it once you have that information. Right. It's just more like, okay, I just, this, this conversation's lovely. Like, why do I, like, why am I looking at my next, why am I thinking about my next recording? You know? Yeah. That kind of thing. You're I organized. You're Let us know how your meditations go. I'll keep you posted. We'll see if we do anymore. But now I've officially surpassed the seven day free trial for Melissa Woodhelp. So I guess <laughs> I'm keeping it for another month. And, you know, you know, white girl wellness hero. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great. Thank you so, so much, Tracy, for joining us. The gang's back. Thanks for sharing back. Um, your stories about being pregnant in this kind of crazy time. Congratulations. Thank you. Again. Yeah. We, can't wait to, we can't wait to meet her. No. Yes. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll show you guys her over FaceTime one day, probably. <laughs> we will be, we we'll will see each, see each other again, Tracy. It might not be like for a bit and she might be like maybe a year old or something, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But so, either way, we'll, we'll see her over FaceTime I'm sooner than later. Yeah. Thank you. And, but anyway, if anybody wants to reach you, how can they, how can they get in touch? I am the happiest nutritionist on Instagram. And if you want to read more about my book, go get the book because it's been life-changing and it's on Amazon. It's called The Better Period Food Solution, How to Eat Your Way to a Healthier Period One Meal at a Time. Love it. Great title. <laughs> Thanks. And, and it yeah, works. And it works. You know, we have some proof on this, some You're live proof. Your walking evidence. Um, thank you guys for listening. Email us DST at Betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Every review counts. Follow us at Die Starts Tomorrow. Follow me at Aileen. Follow Sammy at Sammy. And we're always with That's you. That's all, folks. Oh, we're always, right. Sorry. We're okay. always with you through thick and thin. 
Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to DST at Betches.com. Betches.